Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So Josh, uh, we have, we have a, a number, a couple of people uh, lined up who are not uh, on terra firma in, um, in America. They are actually overseas. How will we talk to them? Uh, and I was thinking that, you know, since... Since there are two of them and they're in England and I'm here and you could be there, uh, why don't you go over and talk to them in person in England? I'm packing my suitcase right now. Go for it, mate. This is The Movies That Made Me, with your hosts, Josh Olson and Joe Dante. But uh, how, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I'm good. I'm really good. Um, I'm going to, obviously this is recorded. Uh, I, I kind of want to jump in with an introduction. Our, our guest is um, a singer, an actress, a writer, a director. She was uh, Rose Tyler on Doctor Who, of course. Um, she was one of the stars of Penny Dreadful. She was the star of Secret Diary of a Call Girl, the co-creator and star of the very wonderful, uh, and I apologize, I came to it a little late. A friend of mine just turned me onto it just a few months ago, my wife and I. Uh, I Hate Susie, which is... Um, currently streaming on HBO Max and uh, highly recommended. And also it's kind of a nice, um, let's say companion piece yeah. uh, to what we're talking about, which is uh, she's also the writer, director, star, did I leave anything out of um, uh, Rare Beasts, which um, is out now uh, as you hear this, um, which is, it's a really sweet romantic comedy that's going to have you laughing. It will restore your faith in love. and. Um, She's giving me this look. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's as far from that as you get. I, I don't know. This is a movie that really confounds your expectations um, at every turn. And uh, I apologize to you, Billy, and to our audience. Normally, we don't talk that much about our guest work, but I feel like I have to. Um, it, it, kinda, it, it, uh, it confounds your expectations. Um, I could not, an hour into it, I could not tell you where it was going. Um, Characters you think are lovable are monsters. One-dimensional villains turn out to be human and beautiful. It's it's not predictable. It's not didactic. Um, I love movies that don't tell me what to think. Uh, mm. More than that, I love movies that make me question things I believe, like my love for movies that don't tell me what to think. Because there were times in this film where I'm going, Billy, damn you, tell me what to think. I'm... I'm <laughs> All in the best way possible. I am. I am. Uh, my wife and I watched it a couple of weeks ago. I am going to be wrestling with this movie for a while in ways that 
you know, you see some big giant kind of fun action film and 10 minutes later, you can't remember it. Um, I still sort of lie in bed kind of uh, grappling with scenes from this film. Um, and I'm honestly, if we were a regular interview show, I don't even know what I would ask you, which makes me so happy that we do what we do, because I feel like talking to you about the movies you love is going to be a great way to at least help me grapple with your movie. It's, um, uh, I mean, do, do you want to just, for our listeners, give them a brief, yeah. can you give a brief description? <laughs> well, first of all, let me say thank you so much for that um, introduction and and for that introduction to my film, which is um, obviously very emotional for me and very important to me and reflects a lot of my frustrations with being a woman and what it costs you to be a woman and of modern romance and female um and fem modern feminism so yeah like I mean I can give you some I, I always find it easy to just give very broad headlines because there is sort of no way to talk about this film in a, in um a sort of I don't know it's 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 everything you're saying it's it's hard it's hard bloody work so look let me just start by saying I started writing it nine years ago it was it was born out of my late 20s into my early 30s which felt seminal for me um I felt like the world I guess I was on some level having my own personal crisis and I felt like the world was um sort of telling me culturally and to that we can uh, there was all this this messaging that we we as women can do everything and we should do everything we can do it all really well um and all I could see around me during this period of time where everyone was trying to work 12 hour days and hold down um, meaningful intimate relationships with their partner and um, being present for their kids. All I could see was women falling apart, myself mm. included. And I really, really wanted to talk about that. And I also wanted to talk about the times in which we live, which are, I mean, even worse now, but we, there is a shared anxiety and um, and modern relationships are very, very hard to navigate. Um, and people are behaving crazy and 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 I wanted to talk about all of those things um, in a way that was very challenging and dark, or at least feels very familiar to me. no. People don't really know me, so that it's it's probably um, a bit confusing for people. But uh, but also, I wanted it to be entertaining. Um, so there is a version of this film that feels like it could be like a you know like a Mike Lee sort of very British, very heavy themes, quite bleak. But I wanted to turn that all around and make it like visually satisfying, and and also really dig double down on the humor of this the, the, the comedy that comes through this crisis that we are all on some level experiencing so it's very very dark humor and that that may be your shtick or not but um but it is a nice tonic to the sort of heavier stuff which um heavily features 
So I hope that gives some framework. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Um, I'm actually kind of. Uh, I'm I'm pleased that um, you don't have a one or two line description there because that would make me feel most most inadequate. Because uh, <laughs> if can't. if you can't describe it in a line or two, it's, I feel I feel better. No, yeah. I, I I can't. And 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 also with it, as you say, it's not it's not there telling you how to feel. It's more of a sort of like. Do do you feel this way? It's sort of like asking people, am I alone in this? Or or do you know what I'm talking about? It's yeah. almost a bit like like a fable, like Aesop's fable. I mean, it, it, you know, it's 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 got a sort of caution to it. Yeah, yeah, that 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 makes sense. Um, but it's it's uh it's a, a beautiful film. Um and I really do. I meant that I like I like a film that I can't shake, uh, that I have to yeah, think about. Yeah, me too. But, um, me that, too. Uh, and I don't I don't watch them often. I don't watch them at all anymore. It seems. Um, but maybe I'm just. Um, I maybe I don't know. I'm just watching just shit at the moment. I <laughs> like just I've I've gone into some cultural lull um, where I just need like nothing challenging. So. Um, well, but, yeah, pandemic, yeah. pandemic kind of does, uh, you know, yeah, you, you do want your escape, <laughs> your you comfort want your food. Escape. Yeah, you want your yeah. comfort food. Exactly. Yes, please don't challenge me. It's funny. I mean, you mentioned um, Mike Lee and obviously um, uh, you've got one of his greatest actors. I think. I mean, one of my favorite films. This is a terrible, I mean, I don't think it's possible to love naked, but um <laughs> It's, okay. it's David Thewlis's performance in that thing is incredible. And he's so great in your movie. There's a, a, a scene with him and Kerry Fox that is just uh, one of those things where like the writing, the direction and the casting are all just, just perfect. Everything is exactly what it should be. And it's this beautifully moving scene that you don't see coming. And um, uh, I, it's just fantastic. I, I have to hope he was a pleasure to work with. Oh my God. I'm in love with him. I think ah. <laughs> I'm in love with the guy playing my dad. Um, oh no. He, <laughs> hey, is that your next movie? Uh, <laughs> that maybe that's my next movie. He is so wonderful. And I worked with him, um, on a film called eternal beauty. Um, and I just think he's a genuinely great human. He's obviously unbelievably talented as an actor, yeah. but he's a very, very lovely man. And that is, you know, rare in this industry. Yeah, no, he's, he's phenomenal. I have a very dopey story. I'll tell it very quickly, but I, a couple of years back, I had some, I live in Los Angeles. I've worked in the film business for 30 some years. I had a friend who had some friends coming in from New Jersey and she wanted to take me these me to take these women around to places where they might see movie stars. And, you know, I live in Hollywood. I know 10 places where you're almost guaranteed to. And for whatever reason, we didn't see anybody. And they were just getting more and more disappointed. And finally, I went, let's take her to the Chateau Marmont. And we walk in the door. And I'm also incredibly jaded, too. I'm like, you don't, you know, you, you, it's like, yeah, yeah it's not yeah, cruise. Yeah. Who cares? We walk into the Chateau. And there's David Thewlis sitting at the bar. And I lose my mind. And of course, you know, not to, <laughs> these women are looking at me like, who the, who's that? What's yeah. the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it's David Thewlis. Um, he's he's glorious. Did but, you go uh, over? Because he would have probably like had a nice chat. 
No, I, I, I had these women in tow. And I also, I'm very, I, I just, um, uh, you know, I finally figured out the best way to approach and talk to people like that is to do this podcast where you get to actually have a conversation with them. With totally. <laughs> You're on to something. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, it's what we do. One of the things we do is, you know, we see something we like and it's like, oh, let's get them on the show. Let's talk to them about movies. Which, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's talk. I want to talk to you about some of the stuff that, that has inspired you over, uh, over mm. your lifetime. And, um, but what's, uh, do you want to sort of start with one and then go through? And, <laughs> yeah, because when I was looking at them on paper, I was thinking the thing that seems to be running through this, um, it's sort of common theme, is there's something quite absurd about all of the films that I've chosen. There's something kind of other about them, even though they're very emotional movies. I think pretty much all of them play with um, something quite abstract. And and I feel like that is representative of my own film, probably, because it's... Um, you know, you're sort of emotionally um, connected to the characters, but the, it all go. It, you know, it often goes off on slightly weird tangents, and I think that's my sweet spot. That's the th stuff I love to watch. That's the stuff that's affected me the most, and it's the stuff that I like to attempt myself. So, yeah. Um, I think I, it, maybe it's worth talking about starting with Punch Drunk Love because, sure. um, because that film really inspired my, my film. Um, mm. And when I first watched that film, I was a lot younger and I didn't, I never like watched um, films and, and sort of, you know, if someone asked me, uh, a film buff asked me about certain directions and stuff, I was never good with names and stuff. I just knew what I liked. Right. And I didn't really understand Paul Thomas Anderson when this came out I didn't know what that really meant um I obviously can't I, I now like worship the guy <laughs> but um but at the time I remember thinking oh my god I really recognize these characters and this guy has obviously got a real like um thirst like he's bloodthirsty for character and obviously it's a visual and mental feast but it's the characters, I, I just, I'm just so into how challenging they are, and how vulnerable and angry and ugly. I just, and it also was the first time that I talked about I love in a way that I understood it to be, which was an almost sort of violent response to it. Hmm. I yeah, go on. <laughs> how how so? I mean, how does how does that? Connect? I think with the scene where she's where he's she, he I can't remember whether it's he he's it's him that says it or that she says I love you so much. I'm I can't remember the line verbatim. I'm not good with that, um, which is <laughs> unhelpful as an actor. But um, it was something <laughs> to do with um, I love you so much. I could just bite your face off. Or it's, oh, it's right. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. It was like it was like an aggressive. It was a really loving and tender moment, undercut mm. by something very aggressive. And I've I just remember thinking that that's I wanted to do that with everyone I've ever loved. 
<laughs> wow. No, it's, here's the, here's, I just found it. It's, <laughs> this is horrible. I love it. I'm looking at your face. I just want to smash it. I just want to fucking smash it with a sledgehammer <laughs> and squeeze it. You're so pretty. And she says, I want to chew your face. I want to scoop out your eyes and I want to eat them and chew them and suck on them. Oh my God. It's so much worse than I remember. <laughs> I found my next Valentine's card for my wife. <laughs> oh, so true though. And I remember thinking, God, I've never seen that in a film. It's always been like such bullshit before now. I, re I actually remember that. It's, it's a startling moment. And it is, uh, um, yeah, That's I mean, it's, it's very funny, but it's very, um, but it's not, it's not just absurd for the sake of absurd. You sort of understand it if you've. Um, you totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what that was about, but so yeah, so so that's um, I love the film. Yeah, yeah, and and it's so that was I think that was that was the first time Adam Sandler sort of ventured out of his sort of comfort zone to do something like that, and uh, he's he's so interesting. I'm 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 yeah, I also loved him in Uncut Gems, which oh my I god, say, I want to say last year, I have no idea, maybe five years ago. Time has gotten so strange lately. But, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's such an interesting actor when, when he decides to be. It's um... Yeah, I know. And, but I also find him so interesting that he doesn't always decide to be. Mm -hmm. Like, he chooses some fucking weird films that are, like, not great, you know? And, like, you go, oh, okay, maybe it's the money. Maybe it probably is. He's got a family and stuff. Like, he needs the cash. Or maybe he's just you know, whatever strikes him that day. And I sort of love that about him. Yeah. He's also really brilliant in um, Funny People. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. I like that sort of tired, dark, cynical comedian. That's, that's the only type of comedian I've ever met. I've never met a really jolly one. Um, yeah. And, you know, to, yeah, I, I guess it touches on age and, sadness and stuff so it's, it's he does some really meaningful work yeah i he also got, i also got the sense he's having a good time doing the other stuff but um, yeah i do as well but i don't know if that's true yeah i mean he tends to choose all that stuff and then you you look and you know maybe it's just maybe he's happy doing that just every day which which makes me kind of hate him a little bit um because <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah he's he's yeah. that good at this other stuff and he's like hey, i'll do one or two of these every now and then <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If I were that good, I would be doing it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that's a it's a really interesting film. Yeah, um, uh, and I, I'm sort of I'm hit or miss with Paul Thomas Anderson. That's one of the ones I really liked. Oh, um, really? What are your misses? Uh, I am not the big Magnolia fan. Ah, yeah. Uh, I just had a friend to just read me the Riot Act for being kind of tepid on um, "There Will Be Blood." Uh, well, tap it on there will be blood. I know, I know, I know. I, I, but I'm not, I'm not, I, I refuse. I mean, obviously, there's some movies where you go, oh, that's terrible. I hate it. I, I'm not, I'm not that person. I just, they, they just didn't connect to me. And I know they do to a lot. But then, you know, I love Inherent Vice. I must have seen it five times. So, and that's one that even a lot of his fans don't like. So, yeah, I was going to say that's my least favorite. Yeah. That's... And I, I'm obsessed with his work. Um, there will be blood for me is like a modern classic. It's just, it's just so intensely good to me that film. But I, 
also am obsessed with Phantom Thread. I was about to say, yeah, that's in fact, Phantom Thread's the one that made me want to go back and watch There Will Be Blood because I can't imagine on paper a movie that sounded worse to me. <laughs> I know, exactly. That's what my boyfriend said. I was like, we're going to watch this film. It's about this guy who makes dresses. And he was like, oh my God, you're <laughs> killing me. Yeah. And we've watched it so many times since because it's also. Oh, I don't know. There's just something that is incredibly compelling about it. Yeah. And it seems in a weird way. I mean, I said to somebody, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen about marriage. And he said, that's pretty grim. And I said, well, you're, you're looking at it wrong, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think it's really, really interesting about all these. I, I, I just think it raises so much stuff. It's about relationships, um, being an artist. Um, uh yeah, I mean, being old, being young, I just think it's, um, I think it deals with a lot. Yeah, no, very much so. And then certainly codependence. Um, but, codependence, uh, there we go. It's one yeah. of my favorite subjects. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yes, I can see that. Yeah. Um, uh, well, cool. Well, let's, let's do another one. What, uh, what else? Do you... Well, you've got the list there. I didn't have it in front oh, of okay. me. Okay, well, we'll do that. Some, yeah. Sometimes we pretend that I wasn't sent the list and I act startled. Oh, but, sorry. Uh, no, 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 that's, that's all right. <laughs> you, you just, you blowed it. You blowed it. It's terrible. Um, do you want, I mean. Uh, okay, uh, okay. I know Wizard of Oz. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Yes, well, there's one of those dark relationship. No, what's. Um... <laughs> Wizard of Oz is, is, is one of those films that I can go back to time and time again. And I have done with all my, I've got three kids and I go, I go on the journey with them every time. Every time I have a kid, I do the Wizard of Oz moment with them. And um, I don't, I, I don't know what it is. Well, I do know what it is about that. It's just, it's, it's, it's almost too much that film. It's so, uh, it feels like such a big life lesson and it has such moral and heart and um, caution as well. And, and yet it's the, it's the magic and the wonderment and the joy and the technicolor and the absurdity and the ego. It's just, I just don't know. I think it's unparalleled. Yeah, it, it's um, it's so funny because it's a movie that I'm sure, like me, you know, you've seen constantly since you were a child, right? And I, I find sometimes it's hard to go back and, and look at it fresh and realize just how radical it is in that, you know, no, yeah. nobody is quite, nobody is what they seem in the best way. Everybody's already, everybody's broken and you don't need that magic talisman to make you whole, you know, you just mm. have to, you just have to. Um, uh, find it in yourself anyway. And, and you can do that through friends and community. And um, yeah, it's funny because I'll watch it three or four times and go, yeah, there it is. And then a fourth time, it'll just knock me on my socks. Um, knock you on your socks. And also just the, I feel like the, there is something very dark about it. Uh, uh, and there's something dark around the people in it. And it, yeah. so it feels extra creepy, I guess. There's something quite, there's something very crooked about it. Um, um, but I am enchanted, basically. 
And how how old, at what age do you go, okay, now it's your turn to watch Wizard of Oz, Sunny. Oh, Bear, my God, as young as possible. <laughs> as young as possible, like two. And, because inevitably I'm left watching it and they're off playing with bricks or something. But um, but then they they come back to it. Right. Um, I've, I've had two boys and I've just had, in the last two and a half years, I've just had a little girl. So I'm quite keen to see it with a little girl right and do, i don't know do you get when they are paying attention are you do you get that thing i mean I, I do this all the time and i wonder if everyone does where you get that benefit of seeing it through their eyes as well while you're yeah i really really like that but i'm also someone who finds it frustrating if they're not i i'm that film i that's why i watch films alone a lot because i get very controlling about people's reactions like it annoys me when people aren't taking aren't as moved as I am by things or if it, if they're not taking people who talk through things and miss moments and don't seem as wound up by things as I I just find it I can't be chilled about a shared um viewing situation I'm easy I'm I'm easier on my kids because you know I want them to like me <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to friends, I just cannot deal with it. <laughs> I go to cinema alone all the time. <clears throat> yeah. And it can be very frustrating too. Yeah. When, 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 or, or worse when they're just taking the wrong thing or getting it the wrong way, you know, it's like, of course there's no right way, but it's like, you're not getting it the way I'm getting it. God damn it. How they can just be so casual about talking through dialogue. Mm. Like I, on a first viewing, it's yeah. like, okay, this obviously doesn't mean as much to you as it does to me. Yeah. This is a terrible thing. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't admit this. Um, I might cut it, but uh, years ago, and I shouldn't make light of it, but the guy survived. There was a guy in New Jersey who um, <laughs> shot somebody uh, in a movie theater for talking uh, on a phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> the guy he shot survived. And a really good friend of mine is a great writer and I. We, we, um, uh, it was an interesting uh, exercise in how religions work. Because first, we were like, we should form a religion around him. And then um, second, we sort of split because I felt just shooting the guy was enough. My friend thought he should have killed him. And I thought, well, okay, so you're, <laughs> you're a fundamentalist and I'm a reformer. But uh... <laughs> honestly, I, I, I am. Um, lots of people, there's loads of shootings in cinemas, aren't there? I am. Um, I, I. This is why I'm glad we don't have guns here, because I I can't guarantee that I wouldn't use one. Maybe you should cut that too. So yeah, <laughs> if you happen to be in America and you see <laughs> you see Billy Piper walking into a movie theater, uh, either don't talk or right. run, one or the other. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to do, next on your list is one I really... Um, I'm always like to talk to people about John Cassavetti's films because, uh, and you talked and you put woman under the influence on yours. Mm -hmm. And, um, he's one of those guys, whereas I'm sort of hit or miss with Paul Thomas Anderson with one or two exceptions. I'm just, he, I'm still doing the homework. I'm still trying to get Cassavetti's. It just doesn't click with me. Um, and I get oh, really? that he's tremendously important to so many people. And obviously she's amazing. General is out of this world. He's my favorite actress. Ah, uh, yeah, lots of yes. I, I, it's amazing how many. Um, I guess it's not amazing because she's so good. I can't tell you how many actresses I've spoken to who are like, oh, let's say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's, she's just, just 
He's, he's formidable. He is. Mm-hmm. And you don't really know, or I don't know that much about her. She's just this astonishing actress. Um, but yeah, I I didn't I got it, I was late to that party. Like I I didn't get into Casavistas until maybe ten years ago. And um yeah, I am I I am obsessed with that film particularly because I'm I'm I have a, a sort of interest in women who like lose their minds. Um uh and I just thought it was it's so beautifully handled. Um and it's so painful. It's so so painful. And I've never seen close-ups like it. Like it's it's his thing, isn't it? But mm. I I just it's like it's like you're living through it. That's um and and having no and and we took that um we we pinched that for um I hate Suzanne Rare Beast. That sort of like when you're that close to the character, we can almost see their pores. It's mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an immersive experience, and and I just. I'm just there. I'm so here for it. I just love it so much. I find that film crippling. The other one is, um, oh, what's the other one where she's the actress standing? Is it not standing ovation? Um, oh, um, Closing Night? Yes, is Closing that- Night. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, no, Opening Night. Oh. Is opening night. <laughs> one, one of us is an <laughs> idiot and it's not you. Um, yes, opening night. <laughs> That's another really, really great, great piece of work as well. Um, so, uh, yeah. It's funny because when you talk about it, I can sort of see, um, and yet I don't find it alienating at all in your film. And, and obviously your movie's much more scripted than, mm, than Cassavetti's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, were you uh, um, were you 100% on the page or were people kind of uh jumping off it from time to time doing improv um, no we're we're pretty loyal to the script um because i guess that was a choice that style of writing mm-hmm. um but also i'm really not precious about people bending things to work for them like i'm love doing that as an actor as long as this the 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 the, the feeling isn't compromised Right. So some people would say different things and then other people, we would do, we'd improvise here and there, but there wasn't a lot of time or room for error. So I think moving forward, it's something I would try and do a lot more of, but I, I couldn't risk it on this one. I didn't have enough money or, or means and I was growing day by day because I was pregnant. So well, I just had pregnant to- while you were directing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was seven months pregnant by the end. Oh my god! <laughs> I know. I'm I'm mental. Um, so it was interesting. Yeah, but it was at least it was your third pregnancy, so you were kind of uh... right, and also it was in the middle trimester. So it's like the beginning is awful, always awful. The end is always awful. But the, I that middle bit is actually weirdly. Um, matrix like in your mind there is an enormous clarity for me at least 
I've worked through all of my pregnancies and that is a sweet spot in the middle. And I think it's probably hormonal, probably sobriety. Like it just, your brain is sharp. Um, so that worked in my favor. It was also a really, people were really nice to me. <laughs> and that, sure, that makes sense too. Yeah, especially if you're going to be directing. People which can were be... really calm around me. I love that. I love, and I have to, I mean, you didn't sit down and schedule this film so that you could be shooting. Exactly. It's one of the, yeah. <laughs> um, and then it hit me right before the show. I was looking, you, you brought up daddy long legs and I was ready to talk about Fred Astaire. And I realized, Oh my God, no way. You mean the Safdie brothers film yeah. guessing, that I have not seen, but I know I have to. I have the, I know I'm terrible. I've, I, I even have a friend who's working with them right now and loves them. And I'm like, I need to see that. But, um, um oh my God, it's so sell me um, on it anyway. <laughs> look, it's so, it's so weird and so dark. Again, it's that thing that I find really a great combination, weird and dark. Um, you know, it's, it's much like their work that we know and love. Um, it's it's definitely less anxiety ridden, um, but it's it's you it feels like you're they're just capturing these people on the fly, you know. Um, but it's just such a funny idea. I mean, basically, um, this guy drugs his kids, and they don't wake up for days, and it's on like his watch. Um, and and it's just about that. It's just about the fact that his kids, he's like having this relationship with this girl and the kids, his kids from the previous relationship are staying with him and um and he gives them this like sleeping aid and they don't wake up. <laughs> Three days is so dark, but it's so funny. It's absurd and mad, and the cat. The acting is so brilliant, and it's like the beginning of of their their body of work. So it's really sort of a satisfying um, experience. Does it tap into stuff that you probably don't want your children knowing? You feel, or is that? Uh... Yeah, everything. <laughs> it's such. It's such a a no no. It's such a you know a taboo to discuss any sort of um anything like that any sort of parenting is something we still find very hard to talk really honestly about it's like the thing that you can't go near um unless and it's it's like you can talk about it when it's like really like genuinely dark and that's that stuff's dramatized like the, the more abusive stuff that stuff is is dramatized then the the extreme of that is the sort of bullshit version of raising children which is oh they're sweet and funny all the time and I really am patient and um I'm good at managing their life and my life and and then there's this bit in the middle that no one wants to talk about because it's too too hard that's, I mean, and you've, you've sort of gotten in, in both uh, Susie and, and uh, the yeah. you've, 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 you've had some of these issues have come up, but they're not the central focus, I guess. Um, yeah. I always yeah. think about a, a really good friend of mine who is a genuinely great father. And this is years ago, his kid has grown up and he's, he's a great kid. But I remember him saying to me, and in a way that didn't scare me, 
um, saying you're you're not really a parent until you spend at least 15 minutes one night thinking about how you'd get away with murdering your child. <laughs> I know it's it's so mad. It's like such a. It's just it's just we're not allowed to talk about these. This this thing that we choose to do most of our lives. If we choose to do it, it's like. Um, you can't advise other people on how they should be doing it and you can't talk honestly about how you're doing it. It's this very strange thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it is a very interesting facet of both, both the show and uh, the movie. I, I'm, I have to assume that somewhere down the line, it, you have some notion of addressing that more directly in something or. Yes, I do. I really, really do. I do. Uh, actually. I, I look forward to that. Let's um, let's jump to Betty blue. Oh, uh, I haven't yeah. seen since it came out, but what an amazing film. Yeah. It's um yeah, it's an amazing film. I've I've watched it so many times. I feel like I watch it with every new boyfriend that I've had as a I don't know why that has happened. Maybe it's like oh, let's watch this really dangerous, sexy French film, you know, all of that stuff. Um, but again, it, I guess the thing that I'm always drawn to is this woman who goes mad. Um, it's like a fascination of mine, um, probably because I feel like <laughs> it's happening to me or will happen to me. Um, uh, I just, that is a film that you can smell and taste. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like so sensual. It's mental. It's um, and I've romanticized, even though the 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 ending of that film is traumatic. I've romanticized moments in that film and tried to reenact them in my um relationships, the good days, <laughs> not the bad ones. Um, and it's iconic. You know, every frame is iconic. Um, and yeah, I don't know what more to say about it. It's, it's very French. It's very, um, uh, out there and, um, very passionate and very physical. And yeah, like I said, it's like, you can smell their armpits. You know what I mean? Right. You, can, you, you just feel like you're in their the fibers of their room. It's, um, it's very um, potent. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's an astonishing film, and I, I you know having not seen it since it came out, I I remember it pretty vividly. The uh, I also feel like there was that time it was the early '80s where there was just this sort of moment where where I don't want to say it wasn't unique, but but there was this kind of explosion of really sort of challenging films. Um, really, and, yeah. And uh, um, I mean, there, there, there's always stuff coming out, but it just felt like there was this kind of renaissance going on, but. Um, yeah, no, very, very cool film. Uh, and then you put down one. I, I'm, I, I love when people know this film. It's um, uh, our uh, podcast is an offshoot of a website that Joe Dante started, um, Trailers from Hell, where we do, it's a bunch of different filmmakers and we do commentaries on hmm. trailers for, it started out being very obscure films. We now have about thousands, so we get into more mainstream ones. But Bernard Rose was one of our, uh, is one of mm. our quote unquote gurus and has done, several of these I've gotten to meet him. He's a lovely guy. Uh, but Ivan's XTC is like, that is such a, uh, I don't want to say small film. It's, it's a terrible thing to say, but I just read that is such a, um, that is not a well-known movie. 
No, and it baffles me because it's so good. I, I find it, like if I think about one of those end scenes now, I literally want to sob. I, I just, I was so unbelievably moved by that film. And, um, you know, it was a world that felt familiar, but isn't it based on um, a, a Russian? Yeah, I'm going to say Dostoevsky. Yeah, the um, uh, lonely, death, lonely Death of Ivan Donosovich. Is that right? Maybe, yeah. There, I I'm going to look it up just to make sure I'm in all, and then I'll cut Please it to make me sound up. smarter. Um, out. Oh, and of course, I always do this. Oh, I always do this. It's Tolstoy, of course. Uh, um, the death of Ivan Ilyich. Uh, that's yeah. a read. But also good. based on a real Hollywood agent and his sort of rise and fall, too, which is very, but it's sort of interesting that he managed to sort of merge those two things. Yeah, it's really, um, it's, it's, uh, it, it's very dark, but it's also very charming. I don't know, it just, it feels like it could happen to anyone you know that journey, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and does. And when the party goes too far or the ego gets too big or the life becomes too unmanageable, like it just felt so, um, uh, casual's not the right word, but it just felt so like close. I, it felt like it was, it's, it, it, for me, it was so upsetting that it felt like it happened. It had happened to someone that was very close to me. Um, so, and he, Jack Houston, I'd never seen him Danny, in anything. Danny, before. Danny, Danny, sorry, yeah. um, Danny Houston, I'd never seen him in anything before. Yeah, yeah, I think he'd 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 done a few things, but he wasn't an actor you kind of knew at that point. Um, he was. Rem he's a, he's remarkable in that film. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's really interesting to me always. Um, and he's he's so good at playing malevolent. Uh, oh my god, I know, but now there's this sort of, sometimes it's you know, you, you know, he's just been he's in there for that role, so there's less, um, you know, what's coming, I guess. Mm -hmm. Whereas with that one, it was just it was just um, it was a brilliant sort of surprise to me, yeah, he's kind of a revelation, uh, yep. Yeah, he's a revelation in it. Um, where, can yeah. I ask, where did you, because I, I, I just had this weird sense that it played in like one theater in Los Angeles for about a week and that was it. Where, where did, how did you, did you see it on video? Did you see it in the theater? No, or? I saw it in a theater. I saw oh, okay. it in, in Piccadilly Circus in the Trocadero on like a horrible rainy afternoon in like February or something shit like that. Um, and and yeah, uh, it just really punched through for me. I, 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 nobody knows it. No one's seen it. Um, but I, I am massively into it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's a really, really interesting, um, film for sure. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know, like all, all of those Houston's, I guess, uh, something rubbed off is that, I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> cause there's so many, uh, you mentioned what's that? Jack Houston is a terrific actor, and of course, um, yeah, uh, Angelica's. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's something uh, going on there, isn't there? Yes. There's something other about them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but cool. No, I love, I love that. That might be, well, no, I don't know. Daniel Long is pretty obscure. I mean, one of the things we love in the show is sort of turning people onto movies they may not be familiar with. So um, I wonder where you can get that. I don't know. Uh, hold on one second. You may have handed me an opportunity to, let's see. Because yeah, that's that's one people should see. I mean, these are all movies people should see, but uh, including yours, which is in theaters. But, yeah, forget this. Forget this. Forget um, Ivan's XTC. Like, get out and watch Rare Beast. Let's prioritize. Oh, oh, hey, and then when you're done, you can you can get Ivan's XTC. We have a sponsor, actually, a great sponsor, Movies Unlimited, which is a great uh, company that uh, you can buy um, physical media, DVDs, and Blu-rays uh, online ah. and. Physical media, babies. Yes, go to the trailersfromhell.com website, click the Movies Unlimited banner on the website, and you can buy your favorites from them or go right to moviesunlimited.com. Shipping is always free on orders over $50. And uh, there you go, Ivan's XTC. It's on Blu-ray even. Who knew? That's fantastic. Bloody hell, okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so uh, there you go. Movies Unlimited for the win. I should have known. Well, if it's out on video, you've almost certainly got it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, let's, I guess we'll do, should we, should we go out on a Charlie Kaufman double feature? Is that, uh, <laughs> which ones have I put in there? Uh, you put, um, eternal sunshine was the first Why don't we do, do that one first. Cause I'm, I'm, we'll go out on an agreement. So let's do, <laughs> yeah, I've that one. I have that. I've, I've watched eternal sunshine so many times. Everyone I know loves it. It's, it's, you I think. It. I don't hate it. I'm just, I don't know what it is. It just, it never, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe there's, I have a, I have a terrible heart. <laughs> I saw, I sort of know what you, I think I know what you mean. That there's part of that film that I don't care about at all, which is, is not the unpicking. It's the, the unpicking of a relationship. Um, is the bit that is unbearably moving for me. The sort of wacky stuff, which is, you know, the Kirsten Dunst and the Ruffalo and... um, Gruffalo? Ruffalo. (laughs) There's sort of... That sort of stuff is is really... It feels like two films for me. Um, But when they're in the... When they're in the memories of the relationship, Oh my God, that film kills me. And I think the music is so unbelievably moving as well. Um, And Jim Carrey, I feel like that was his like straight role, right? That was the one where he stopped doing all the comedy and stuff. I'm so obsessed with Jim Carrey. I have been all my life. And I I used to think I looked like him. In fact, people (laughs) used to bully me at school and call me the mask. Um, because I've got such big teeth. Um, and anyway, I just felt this affinity with him and still do, even though it's all got quite strange. Um, uh, I feel like um, 
or maybe not strange maybe that's unfair just like his his he's living out his honesty and his and and it's it's just not what you expected um uh anyway i just it was just a breakout thing seeing him in this sort of part and kate winslet for me again was just you know I, I i there were parts of my own personality in her that i kind of enjoyed and or cringed at um but it's just the the it's just the breaking back a re- breaking down relationship or unpacking relationship is just mm-hmm. very upsetting yeah no that it, it, it definitely also they do lots of in-camera tricks which i really appreciate like i love learning about how they do them and i like things not being cgi i mm-hmm. i think there's there is i think it's sort of cleverly um imagined yeah 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 um uh I, I i don't know what it is it's just one of those things where i'm just sitting there and i i i, I know it's me um you don't care it's, it's not your job that, that that is correct i guess so yeah there's a by the way i don't know if you see if you're fascinated by jim carrey um have you, have you seen that there's a documentary about um sort of behind the scenes of him making the uh andy coffee yeah I've yeah seen which it. is okay yeah amazing it's, it's a pretty incredible film and then I want to yeah talk about Kate Winslet because we just finished. I mean, are you obviously a, a fan of hers? I suspect or I am. I'm a big fan of hers because I think she's done. She's consistently been good, so I really like admire that about her. Um, I'm really proud that she's one of our actors. I guess in a weird patriot patriotic moment, um, and. You know, she's not, um, she sort of keeps herself to herself. And I really admire that too. She's very funny as well. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember, wasn't she on, uh, um, uh, gosh, she was on extras, wasn't she? And did some. She's hilarious. Yes. On extras. <laughs> that's right. That's hilarious. Right. Yeah. We, we just watched, um, I'm sure it's over there. It's on, on HBO. There was a series she was just on called Mayor of East Town. <laughs> Haven't watched it yet. <laughs> And uh, I, I think you'll like it. It's 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 dark enough uh, for you. Good. But um, I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, Nobody on the planet knows how to do a Philadelphia accent, and everybody on this thing is is pretty damn good. But she amazingly nails it, and it's like, oh, really? It's so bizarre. We um, immediately after it finished, I had to uh, show Nancy, my wife, Heavenly Creatures, um, which is the most amazing, jarring dichotomy between these two things where she's playing this kind of dumpy beat down put upon middle-aged philadelphia mother and cop and then all of a sudden she's this you know elegant british schoolgirl. <laughs> it's just oh my god i have to watch that again it's it's quite good and i know that accents aren't acting but sometimes someone pulls one off so well um <laughs> he always pulls off a good accent that's that's really hard to do i have to imagine um especially i'll it's tell you the, really, ours is really, really hard really- yeah. It can be really, really hard and it can completely kill a film, um, a performance, an actor's career. Oh. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's it shouldn't be as important as it is, but it's it's critical to get that right. If you don't get that right, you're 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 done. Unless unless you're Dick Van Dyke. 
Yeah, I know. He's oh, literally that, that, the only British one. accent in Mary Poppins is literally the worst accent in any movie ever. It's so, <laughs> it's so bad, but I never questioned it as a child. Right, right. <laughs> of course not. Is never. he thicker than Dyke? He's so wonderful. He's so um, gorgeous, yeah. He is, he is. And, and apparently he really is, so... Uh, it kind of shines through. Well, let's let's then we'll we'll go out on a big win because and it's a movie that you know I know so many people who just think there's something wrong with me, but I love this movie. The end of this movie, I'm in tears. Oh. Um, I think is it the last lot? The last lot? Oh God, uh, Sinecki, New York. Charlie Kaufman writing and directing. Mm, yeah, and you really feel that double whammy. Yeah, yeah. There's no. This is not a, a vision. There's that no denying shared. it. Yeah. Um, very heavy. <laughs> loud myself. Yeah, I mean, very heavy, very funny, completely <laughs> abstract and bizarre, um, but real heart in it as well. It's a real challenge, that tone, I think, to... Be emotionally invested in things that are uh, um, abstract and strange. Yeah. Like I can't always. I don't. I don't. I don't often think that that combination. I don't think that combination always works. Is 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 what I'm saying. I don't know many. I don't know how people don't pull it off all the time. And so, um, I. But it's a tone that I particularly um love and you know Kaufman does it so well yeah he does it maybe maybe that's sort of my because I felt like with his other stuff I was never quite on board I always admired the ambition of the other films um did you like adaptation I need to go back and watch adaptation again I'll be honest it's, I have I have the screenwriter's issue with that which is literally every writer I know we've all had that moment when you're stuck on an assignment and you go, ah, I'll just write a script about me struggling to do this assignment. That'll, and then yeah. you go, of course, we're not allowed to do that. And then that son of a bitch goes off and does it. And now, and now we can never do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. ruined it for us. Um, I, I do need to go back and, and watch it. But I feel like I never quite connected to the emotional uh, yeah. core of those yeah. other films. It felt like he was trying for that. They did not feel cold. They did not feel like he was laughing at people. But I just never felt that kind of a, the emotion of him. And then in Sinecki, it's like it's all there. Um, you can yeah, see, that, yeah, he I, is striving. At least for me, it, it just and that ending. The, I don't want to spoil it for anyone because probably twelve people have seen it. But um, uh, it, it, it's one of those movies. I think I want to watch it if I know I have uh, only a little time left because it will make you feel a little bit better about shuffling off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> totally. I mean. It Oh, it's um, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's it's a punch in the stomach, is what it is, and but it's also very, very subtly funny. Mm -hmm. Um, um, and you're just so in the world, like it's sense of place even though it's totally strange. Yeah. Um, it's not like, it's not, it's not real as, as we understand real. It's, it's, it's heightened and it's, but it still feels like a world that you completely recognize and 
Um, it's full of my favorite actors, Catherine Keener, um, mm. Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, and Samantha Morton, who inspired me to act Samantha Morton. And oh, then wow. I worked with I worked with her recently and I told her that when I was drunk. And um, then we shared a caravan for the night on this weird old coastal caravan site. It was so cool. Um, But yeah, back to the film, this sort of, I mean, you can just feel the director all over it. You know what I mean? Like in every small choice decision it's so authored like it's it's his it's like you're swimming in his blood almost you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's very it's very personal uh clearly which by the way ties into you know we started here because it's one thing you know for sure uh, watching um rare beasts is this is not uh this is not this is not a story somebody wrote that somebody else directed that you know, mm. no one was sitting around going, hey, you know what would sell right now? <laughs> okay. it, is, it is so clearly a personal film. Um, yeah. uh, it's it's such an interesting piece of work. Do you, do you want to, I have a, I have a fun Catherine Keener story. If you, Oh, go on. If you're, no, I, I was, I was uh, so, so privileged to be um, up for an Oscar uh, the same year she was for um, uh, the, the Hoffman movie, um, the uh, Capote. Yeah, and got to know her, and she is. I don't know if you've met her. She is everything you'd want to be. She's just lovely and generous and funny, and and um, uh, and we were sitting near each other at the Oscars, and I I saw her there. We're all very excited, and she had a pair of um, uh, Converse uh, sneakers in her purse. She was obviously dressed for the Oscars. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, what's up? She's like, oh, I've got a concert to get to after this, and she literally, as soon as they were over, she bolted, slapped on her s- sneakers. And went to see the yeah yeah yeahs the troubadour. Uh, oh, I skipping, love her. skipping the Academy dinner. <laughs> oh, I love her. <laughs> She's yeah, I thought that's the coolest thing ever. She brought Isn't sneakers to the Oscars. So, cool? <laughs> oh, <my laughs> so she could go dance afterwards. <laughs> oh my god, amazing. Uh yeah, yeah no. she's great. She is great. But um, as are you, thank you for, for coming on and, and doing this. I Thanks really appreciate it. It's, I, I, in a lot of ways, it was like, this is what I really, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I just want to meet that person and talk movies. But I was like, I got to get to a better understanding of this film. And and this, <sighs> this really helped. And I, I hope I'm not scaring anyone away. It's not, it is not an oblique movie. It is certainly not. It's, it's, it's a lovely film and it's powerful and you will feel it. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I, I will absolutely be seeing it again um, once I've sort of had a little more time to process it, go back and figure yeah. out. Yeah. But uh, it's a wonderful piece of work. And please, please keep Thank doing you. this. Um, I look forward to uh, many more from you. So. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me, mate. Our show was recorded from several well-stocked bunkers. We can't wait to get back to beautiful downtown Burbank. We're the official podcast of trailersfromhell.com, the best damn movie website there is. Our engineer is the composer Don Barrett, who also transmogrified, produced, and created our theme song. This is Josh Olson for the Movies That Made. Stay safe out there, folks. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez. 
former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.